Somebody say ra ra ra. Hello, beautiful ra. people. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to the Hello Beautiful People podcast. This is episode 139. We hope you've been enjoying this second round of playlists 16 from some and 32 from others. But tonight is a special episode. It's Ladies' Night. That's right, they've given us the night off, and tonight what? we get to hear the minds of these incredible ladies. I'm sure they're going to get some laughs yeah. in and have some salient conversations. I hate this already. Tonight is about the ladies, <laughs> and we're going to celebrate Women's History Month one extra week. So once again, welcome to the ladies edition of the Hello Beautiful People podcast. <laughs> this is comedy. Yo. Whose idea was that? I know we don't have DJ Greg Smooth uh, introducing us here. And I'm sitting here like, what? Yeah, DJ Greg Smooth at night? I love that. I like Greg voice. That was nice. Okay. Thank you, Greg. Okay, Greg. Greg, you got a handshake. I'll shake your little finger. Not oh, what? Wait a minute. That's mad funny. That sounds Only because he got me. Uh, he got me listed in there. Everybody's calling me. Yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? I got to shake his finger right now. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Let's, 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 let's get this started. Hello, beautiful people. It is ladies' night, and we are turning up without the fellas. I am your girl, Chuck, and we have the fabulous ladies of the Hello, Beautiful People podcast. We got our girl, Dominique. In the room. What's good, Tony? Can't call it maintaining. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. We've got the beautiful, the ever so lovely Jody Dentley on the line Wag- with us. Jody. Wagwan. What's up, everybody? Jody, you sound like Jamaican Greg. Oop. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I feel like I sound and, like myself. <laughs> and it starts. And it nah, starts. Nah. Wagwan. Welcome everybody, what's going on? Welcome everybody, now nah, I'm just messing with you, it's all good, it's all good. The beautiful, the ever so fabulous, Veronica Moses. Hey Ronnie, how you doing mamas? Hey guys, good evening, I can't wait to have these conversations with y'all. It's going to be a great night. It's going to be a great night. We also have, and wait, hold on a second, it's ladies night, so we're going to do this right. Talisa in the building because the men keep calling her Talisa and that is not her name. Talisa, how you doing, sweetheart? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for asking. Yes. Last but not least, we have Miss Renata Del Carmen with us. How you doing, sweetheart? I'm amazing. I love this for us. I love this for us. Too. I wish I had a, a Greg uh, voice to do his intro like he mocks me every time but it's like, I mean, Greg is a special individual we, we are grateful for Greg on Mondays only on Mondays only only on Mondays Any, anything else would be too much <laughs> I agree I, 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 
he would just he would just get too excited about it. He he he'd be like, he'd think he's the man, and we Ooh. can't let him go that far, or can we? Ooh. Ooh. I, I take oh. I guess that's a no because nobody answered. <laughs> nobody answered. Yikes! Sorry, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, Greg. <laughs> we love you so much. Yes. We do, we do. And and even though he's remaining silent for the night, everybody, we want you to know that our, our creator, our founder, our host of the most, George is on here. He's not going to unmute, but just so y'all know, he is here. And George might even get a segment of being roasted tonight. Who knows, you know? We'll see how that goes. See how we feel. Real life, they if we do, it has to be great because they are petty and they will retaliate. Mm, mm, mm. mm. You ain't said nothing but a word. I feel it in my spirit. <laughs> so they're gonna have like a men's night and they're gonna talk about us. They can't they can't have a men's night. Every oh, night, God. every day is a men's night. This is Period. why we have to have a women's history month. Because Wait, every month is about men. Every Monday is a is is a men's I can't even talk. <laughs> a men's meeting. Very patriarchal. George, you should do something about this. Word. Mm. Well, that's so ladies. What are we word. talking about tonight? What's the what's the word? <laughs> what's the tea? What is the conversation about tonight? It's ladies night on Hello Beautiful People, episode 139. We're glad y'all are tuning in. Let's go. Can we just start with um why we didn't get a full real episode during Woman's Month and he waited to the first week of <laughs> April to give us this? Yeah. Also, not only the first week first episode <laughs> right right George, not like, only in why? april like we're filling in for their fatigue really right thinking of a second so george is that why you were so generous to automatically say oh ladies i want you to have a ladies night all of a sudden real inviting right hmm. right <laughs> he didn't have a tomorrow <laughs> He yeah. didn't have a playlist. He didn't have a guest. That's he didn't have anything. anything. I got nothing for y'all. You do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> On your own. God's being your favor. Y'all know he over there cussing with his mic on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say nothing. <laughs> I'm well, thank you, George, for giving us that. You know, you 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 didn't you didn't think about us in, in our month, but you allow us to have this. So thank you. We appreciate you, sir. <laughs> we appreciate you, George. What a short change. <laughs> we are I jokes. feel like I feel like I want to jump into Talisa's uh Talisa's um uh subject first. What subject? Uh what you were covering. Do you remember? Oh, oh you, you just want to get Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Let's jump into it. Oh, Jody. Sex, <laughs> drugs, and cash, everybody. That's what we talk okay. about. Sex, drugs, and cash. <laughs> Why you want to get into that first, Jody? Like, because like Jody wants the details on the swallowologist. I want. I, I'm taking oh notes. I need to understand what's happening. <laughs> what's going right. on? So <laughs> I was, I was watching this show, and. This couple, I guess they've been married for a long time, um, but I guess like the, you know, the sex department kind of got like a little dry. So they brought in a specialist. So, you know, I just thought it was like a sex coach, you know, 
But when she introduced herself as Dr. So-and-so and she said, I am a swallowologist. Yeah. My oh. antennas. And she wasn't antennas. talking about no Kool-Aid. Huh? <laughs> nah. But then she hit us with the world-renowned. Huh? She did say she was world renowned. She did say she was world renowned. World so what does that right. mean? That that people Old around the title. world, people that around means, the world, know no, her. Yes. Goat. So uh, she is. She's got the golf golf three thousand. Wait, is wait. So let me grapefruit. So <laughs> no. So she was teaching. She was teaching basically the um the woman how to um please her partner with her mouth. Oh, why? Why are they not teaching men this? Because a lot of the time they wait. Oh, oh they wait. Wait. hello. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hello, now, this is, is Paula, this are you there? <laughs> <laughs> but he had a he had a turn too. So he practiced like on his finger, and then he had to practice in between her knuckles. It was Ooh, so awkward. <laughs> wait a minute now. Was her hands clean? Yeah, it was his wife. No, no, no. It was like husband and wife practicing on each other. Wait, hold on. Was it an in-person class? Yeah, it was filmed on the show. (laughs) Oh, and people were watching. People were taking notes. People were (laughs) like, no, okay. So they, they, this was something like, where's the registration list? (laughs) (laughs) Where do I go to sign up for? said class <laughs> i guess i should have set it up right the the yeah. um the specialist came to their home oh and so she do house calls yeah huh? she she do house calls okay so oh. this is this is legitimate then mm-hmm. oh yeah it's real oh. swallow swallowologist yeah, let me go on Google ah. this I, I okay to- so can i ask you a question now she she's talking about learning how to please your man in that way, but is she also saying that she's teaching them how to swallow? Hence her name. Um, honestly, she ain't she. They didn't get all into that. the The wife was just saying how she he's not really good at going down on her, basically, and I guess he felt the same way. But the oh, way when they she living in misery. Right. What? And they've been married for years, like That's 20 different. plus years. So do, what? Well, can I ask you guys a question? Do you, yeah. is it, and you could tell me if it's a too personal question. Is that something that you, you guys like require in your relationship? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Not absolutely. Yes. In the words, that you enjoy giving. Yes. In the words of Lisa Left Eye Lopez, you got to lick it before you stick it, sir. Ah, like, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. That's my favorite. <laughs> Which one? George, giving or George, can you, can, Both. can you put a rating on this one, please? <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, please, George. Sure. Wait, Todd, uh, Lisa, like giving yes. or receiving? Receiving. Oh. Oh. Do you, do you enjoy the aspect of giving as well? I do. But okay. not as much as I like to receive. Get in the game. i'm over here this this episode is not for those under 18 (laughs) yo we said sex drugs and cash so that's right right so i have to so if i'm this is this is not for your uh well it could be for your church people maybe it'll enlighten their relationships maybe it won't speaking of the church people 
Did y'all hear about the man who kept playing like Mississippi Mass Choir when he was like having sex with his wife? Oh, <laughs> no, oh that's, no. a, that's a like hold that's on. A thing. What song? What song? Because any I, of I, them, <laughs> any of them, he would just play it because he he felt like they should, as Christians, they shouldn't be listening to secular music. So he would be like, he would really be putting on like, no gospel. When the praises go up and the blessings come down, the blessings no. weren't coming down and the praises well, definitely the, weren't going up. How did the wife feel about this? She was no. pissed. Uh-uh. <laughs> As she should not pissed be. enough because if he didn't no, no, stop, no. she's not pissed Hold enough. On. I am going to do live research right now. Hold on, because this, this is a you thing. Would, I wish you would pull up Fred Hammond while we in there. <laughs> like I, I think, I think, I think he tried to like fix it by playing David and Tamla Mann's love album, no. but I don't want to hear Cora and Mr. Brown no, while I'm getting it in. Yeah. No. no it, at that moment, it's over. It's done. It's everything's. It's, it's, no. Oh. I just mm. oh, oh that's what it was they were in divorce court <laughs> and oh. he was he was playing Mississippi Mass Choir while they were every time they were <laughs> engaged as I'm too like I'm not tired yet I'm like I would have tapped like sir get off me we done this is, I can't do no more this is we done you got to go. I just go another room for the night. Don't uh-uh. George, this would be a perfect time to put that nasty um sound in just in the middle joint. Like you've got to work the middle. From, oh, from, from, from uh, yeah. that would be perfect. All I'm yeah, saying, but like, I, I don't know if he's gonna go in and edit in the middle. He usually just lets it play. But this is what I'm saying. You if you are here, you the DJ. We need you to DJ. Oh, blessings from everywhere. Blessings from everywhere. (laughs) I couldn't take it. I said, oh, Lord. It's too much at once. Yes. (laughs) Too much at once. Perfect, George. But you know what? I'll be very honest. Manage the middle. (laughs) And you'll make it to the end. Learn how to work the middle. Yes. And you'll make it to victory. Oh, yeah. Thank you for this. I'm so tickled, Lord Jesus. Thank you, you know what? That. I'll be very honest. Like I, when when it when it comes to like marriage and relationships, and like mm-hmm. I feel like it's it, even in the church, it's not really stressed enough about how to make sure that you know your needs are being met. Um, you know, when you're with someone, you know, like for me, um, whenever I'm gonna be with a person at whenever that said time that guy will prepare for me I love pleasing my uh, my partner you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and that that for me is pleasure for me in itself you know what I'm saying like that that mm-hmm. I'm the same way I'm an equal opportunist I mean it it, it pleases me to see you pleased mm-hmm. Right. It, it almost becomes a bit of like I like the competition aspect of it. Like who's gonna <laughs> outdo the other one? Like, like not, nah, nah, nigga, make me tap out. That that's 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 the type of energy. That's the type of smoke I want. I hear that. Nah, well, I, to I, your I, point, to your point, Jodia, I feel like, I, and I think we had a conversation like this on my podcast a while ago. But like, you know, with us all being, um, you know, saved and and on fire for God, right? I feel like they don't they don't talk about sex enough. 
right. in the church. And I remember having a conversation with someone that told me that, and this person was married and he said, well, I don't really, you know, we don't do oral what? in our, in our marriage because it's sexual immorality. Like what? Yeah. And, but, but why would they, why would they think that it's, it's immora- immoral? Because they was taught that. What denomination is this? So this one you gotta read for yourself. Now, is it is it because of the age, the people that are older think that, or is it? No, the- this was someone I knew. This is well, this is someone that I know who's you know in my same age bracket. So I, 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 I think it's because, you know, maybe she goes to a church where it's, it's more older people. Um, maybe. But, you know, even still, you're right. It could be like what you're taught. It could be cultural. Like, uh, obviously, I'm Jamaican. So in Jamaica, up for the men, they're taught not to go down on a woman. That's like, you know, that's like a big, right. That's like a big no-no. But, but, but nowadays, they do. They do. It's secret. People be like, they do it on the low or whatever. People are now... <laughs> indulging in things that were like a big no-no like you know so like jamaica was uh from them apart you know like our country was known to bash people that were like you know maybe homosexual uh etc now it's a it's a it's a widely accepted practice or you know for whatever you choose to do in jamaica so i feel like there are certain things that are taught that that are looked down upon that people need to become more free if you are in a relationship a loving healthy relationship with someone you should be able to freely enjoy each other in your own privacy you know what I mean maintain the the pleasures and needs of your partner you know what I mean and understand what they are you know as long as you ain't bringing the third person in (laughs) make it more complicated (laughs) I mean, I've never been married, but my thing is, if you, if we together, if it's me and you, I mean, I'm going to get what I need. I'm not going to sit there and play these games. Oh, we can't do, no, you are my man. I'm going to take care of of me. We not about to play these games. Like, nigga, (laughs) give me what I want. Stop. (laughs) What you need, baby. What you need. I got you. Like, I got you. mm -mm. I ain't tiptoe with nothing. You know, pull my hair, whatever you want. <laughs> no, but you know what though? Let me ask, let me ask a question. How comfortable do you all feel about um being vocal about what it is you need and want from a partner? Because, oh, absolutely. Oh, no. Because that's a thing. Some I have a running note on my iPhone. Huh? That's how comfortable. I have a running note on my iPhone. <laughs> a running note. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. You that's a great idea. You do that. Um, you want to know? Air, turn your airdrop on. That's all. <laughs> the word. Oh. <laughs> no, I like I'm, that. I'm, I'm very vocal because I personally I can't hide facial expressions for nothing. Oh. If I am, if I'm not happy or I'm not pleased, get off of me. I'm gonna go lay in the corner. Oh, what's the? Ma- don't talk to me. Like I'm good. Not oh, you in the corner. Don't. Mm-mm. No. Ain't nobody. We grown. We are grown. Ain't nobody playing these games. You but I think be- that I think that for me, like I would, I I major on being comfortable enough that after your first experience with someone, that you have the intimacy of mind to talk about things you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to try, what you know what I mean, what the other person likes. Like, like that's the whole part of 
especially with obviously I'm divorced, meeting someone new that I would be with, you got to reintroduce yourself to a person. You can't expect them to know you off the whim like the movies. You know what I'm saying? Like that goes into, to me, knowing your partner, knowing your person, understanding what they like and what they don't like, you know? And if you guys want to try things together, you do it together safely with safe words. <laughs> Pineapple. Pineapples. Pineapples. But speaking no. to what you said about in church, I'm, I'm, I've always been curious to see like that full circle pattern happen where when you're dating or just in, in you growing up, let's say when you're single, there, you're, there's a taboo about discussing sex. But then on the other side of marriage, when you're met with all the marital issues around intimacy, mm-hmm. there's like this wagged finger that's like, you should know better. You should do what you're supposed to do, but, or do everything that, that they, your partner wants you to do. But then you go back to that conversation. It's like, well, what is everything? I don't know what I'm supposed to do because you were right. talking about it before. Right. So it's like a vicious cycle. Mm, that's That's so true that that is a great point because i have i have a friend i'm just telling everybody business right but i have a friend that kind of experienced something (laughs) we'll call her joan (laughs) that kind (laughs) of experienced something like that as well you know like really saving herself and then while she's in her marriage she don't know what to do and how to do it man that is that's such a real thing because a lot of us learn as we go and sometimes we don't even know what the proper procedure is until we're met with someone that says hey this is what I like and then your your mind is open to the fact that oh I'm supposed to be pleasing this person because you this is my person you know what I mean and I am we are together and so like when you're raised in the church, obviously we go to the no more sheets conference. <laughs> that no more sheets. You know, they, they, we are taught obviously no sex um, before you're married. But then when you're married, the, uh, the act of the, the scripture that says that the bed is, the marriage bed is undefiled, but no one really ever goes into the married bed you know, we live in a world where you're with your spouse and a lot of people are unhappy physically. I mean, there are other reasons why marriages are unhappy, but a lot of people are secretly unhappy and seeking out other people, not saying that they should or that giving them reason to, but a lot of people are unhappy with their spouse because the, uh, the spouse is, I had, I knew a friend that she was only having sex with her partner like maybe once or twice every three months because she that wasn't something she was you know and and it was almost like it didn't it took them years to realize that okay this is I'm supposed to please him I'm supposed to meet his needs you know what I'm saying not only am I supposed to be home to this person be the mother of his children be someone that he could talk to but I need to be that person that's providing him with his pleasures and his needs and making sure that he's fulfilled you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I would want you to look to me for that um it sounds simple and of course a little bit more um complicated as far as making sure the work goes into the relationship with both parties um but I just feel like it's necessary that that ministries you 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 want to foster healthy young people they talk about when they get married what you should do to really 
you know, please your spouses. You know what I mean? Please your partner, please your husband, your wife. I think that I that's wonder if, Oh, sorry. I have a question for the married people in the room. Did you Hi. and your partner <laughs> have <laughs> conversation about your needs? Did you even know your needs? Because sometimes, you know, you don't know or they change and evolve over time. Mm-hmm. So was that I was just going to say that. I wonder well, if we had a conversation a- earlier about, so it, well, it, I got to ask you guys a question on, off that with, with what Renata's saying. Is the need only in line with sexuality or sensuality? Right. Right. That's good. That's because I feel like men don't know. Come on. You gotta be kidding me, yo. Come on. That's perfect. (laughs) But I think that that's very important because sometimes I'm not gonna say all men, but some men may not know that. They don't, they like, huh? What's 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 sensuality? Like. Can you turn me on without touching me? Come on, mm-hmm. Jesus. Uh, can you can you can you stimulate my <laughs> mind? Can you stimulate my mind where I can have an orgasm? Where's the orphan basket? Where's Man. the cat? But you know what nah, though? Nah, I, nah, but you know what? Let me tell you. Things <laughs> go haywire in the beginning. <laughs> and you think that okay. he's going to come in at the end. All right, pause, George. Pause. And, and then he just twists up everything. Oh my. He said, I'm going to come right in the middle of it. Oh, That's what he said. Lord. Not in the middle. My <laughs> God. <laughs> So I think, I think, I think, um, in, in, in expecting a man to, you know, know how to please you and be aware of sensuality versus sexuality, we also have to learn what pleases us ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It, um, Hello, life. <laughs> like, for me in particular, it, it, just the logic of it, because I know men think logically, it doesn't make sense for me to think that he should automatically know what to do to please me when I don't even know what to do, when I don't mm-hmm. even know what to do or what what excites me or what gets me off. You feel me? Like, yes, you can stimulate my mind all day and make and make the juices flow and the body feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes down to getting to to getting it in, I'm just like, oh, um. Okay, maybe move it, move move to the left a little bit. No, 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 Mm-mm. too far back, too far up. Like, I, <laughs> you got, you just got, you have to, you first have to know what works for you. It is it mind stimulation? Are you somebody that you know that it? If you talk to me and you affirm me and you make me feel girly and you make me feel soft, then that makes me want to give myself to you. Or am I just? Or are you just the type of person that's just like, nah, let's just get to it. Mm-hmm to cut all that conversation i don't need all of that so i think it's number one number one fit knowing what works for you personally and then number two finding somebody who's compatible with that because if he wants to be the little spoon afterward and you're like all right bro <laughs> um i'm gonna go to the little couch spoon. now <laughs> so um um i think that what you said chuck was important because i it's like a realization that we're not all the same and I think that that was, that was major for me to hear you say, because like, oh, you're right. Everybody doesn't think the same, but going back to Ty's point, mm-hmm. I think that that was what you said, um, Ty was, imp- was so good because um, 
I got married when I was 23 years old and we knew, you know what I'm saying? Like we knew we, we loved each other, but you know, the, the part of knowing how to court your wife or be with your spouse and stuff like that, that was like, you're not taught it. So I just, I just remember having the conversations of, well, you know, like you got to take me out on a date. Well, if you want to go on a date so bad, you should plan it. Like, I just remember those conversations when we were younger and like, that was, it was, it was awkward in the sense of no one knew what to do when you're like in your twenties and, you know, like, unless you're taught how to do that or unless you know how to do it, or you've had the practice. Um, like for me, um, when I, now that I'm 42, uh-huh, bless God. Um, my, my, I gotta watch my words. My experience is that sometimes my experience is that a person, the connection that you have with that person can be the turn on because of the intimacy that you guys share. And then, um, like, and I'm just going for my own personal um, opinion, um, et cetera. And then of course, what would follow would just be, uh, it, I, I feel like when you have that connection with that person within the, the intimate moment where you guys are together, those moments can also be teaching moments as well because it's so intimate, it's so connected it's uh you know what I mean like to me like I enjoy those kinds of connections you know what I'm saying like I don't I don't like I don't like to I don't like to have casual empty experiences with people like that's just not me you know if I'm going to be with a person that's going to be the person that I'm going to be with you know what I mean married etc but I'm just saying like for me like it's like you're saying like mentally everything is connected you know what I mean mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if that makes I don't know if that I'm making any sense well, I'm no, you got a lot of words and details. I think I, well what Renata was saying about you know do you have a conversation or, or whatever prior to marriage I think if you're if you know that this is going to be the one I think you should have a conversation just like you would have a conversation about finances just like you'll have a conversation about you know how do you parent you know, what's your, what's your, what's your history? You got diabetes? Yeah, I got sick of cell. Like, I think that's a part of the whole relationship. And I think because, because we, we shy away from it because whether it's religion or just, you know, just not talking about it, whatever it might be, I think you do yourself a disservice because when you get into the marriage, you may be, you may not have a high sex drive where your husband might, and then you're not giving it to him and he's going to feel inadequate. He's going to feel lost. He's going to be upset. So having that conversation, of course, I think it, it should be a part of the courting phase and don't shy away from it. You like to give head, you like to give head. You don't, you don't like you want to swallow. However, I don't want to even, you know, do scenarios, but however way you like it, I think that should be. <laughs> discuss now if you want midgets coming in and you know <laughs> hanging from the suit oh my god <laughs> honey <laughs> nah, you said a word time well, said a well, word. Let's go. here we go okay thank you George. thank you okay
like y'all ask questions and everything do you express like your personal like your love language like what is your love language i know for me mine just physical touch and quality time mm. so i have i have a thing about love languages right um i think love language love what why why are we giggling don't no go ahead i'm sorry oh my gosh no um with love languages i so as I, was that ronnie that said hers was physical touch yeah mm-hmm. so for me mine is the same way right but i i know that i've encountered a person who um has the same primary love languages love languages I do but what I learned was because of our compatibility and how well we mesh together not only in a physical aspect but also emotionally um the way we communicate our thought processes no we're not the same person no we don't agree on everything but general generally speaking you know we 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 match up and what I've learned is that um because of our compatibility, we we embody all of the love languages. So I think I think it I think it plays with compatibility because I know for me, top top more than anything is physical touch. Touch me, grab on me, hug me up. I'm all for PDA, public displays of affection anywhere, anytime. Don't do me no, never mind. That's it. However, <laughs> I find I don't. I find myself wanting, I found myself wanting to spend time with this person thinking like, well, you know what? I do want to spend the quality time. I find myself wanting to do things to make, you know, life easier or better for them and in doing acts of service. So I think it's the compatibility that, that helps you um, explore strength in the other, um, the other love languages i don't think we we are stuck with just one no no we're not that's uh, you're, right you're right but what going to another level um chuck because mm-hmm. what you excellent because when you meet somebody that you love like that you want to do for them you want to serve them you want to yeah. spend you want to mm-hmm. give them time but when you get in a relationship what and maybe you're past the honeymoon phase right mm-hmm. What speaks to you in moments of your need? Which love speaks louder to you in moments that, you know what I mean? Like what language would you need to be spoken to you when there's non, you know, when nothing's happening, which one speaks louder? What do you mean when nothing's happening? I'm Um, a little bit confused. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry, Jody. Do you I'm, mean I'm not, we're together? Like, say, like he's working a lot, or I'm working a lot, or something. We just don't have that as much time. Like, what out of those quality things is making us think, like, oh, I really want this more? Right. So, I have a friend who, obviously, they've been married for a long time. So, her her love language is acts of service, a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. and like you could hug her all day she's not really a toucher but she still wants to spend time with him but like acts of service makes her overjoyed and turned on and all this other stuff so it was like that's why i was like so at, at what what thing can you say makes you super overjoyed you know what i mean i mean if we like 
like I said, my, my dominant love language would be physical touch. Absolutely. Like, and it doesn't have to be sexual. It could be us sitting up, watching a movie together, cuddled up, or, you know, just my, my feet under his, under his leg or something, just some point of physical connection works for me. And yeah. that, I guess, I guess that would be the situation for him as well. But, yeah. um, but um, do you I mean, have like, to be with someone that speaks your love language in that aspect too? I think, I think for me, speaking solely for me, I have to be with somebody who is willing to learn what my love languages are and love me that the way I need to be loved, not how they need to be loved. It is my job to love, to learn their love languages and love them in the way that they understand what love is for them. So if I know that if I know that your love language is words of affirmation and I know that mine is physical touch, it's my job to consistently affirm you as your partner because I know that that is how you interpret and feel love. Not, I'm not going to keep touch, even though I may enjoy physical touch. That's, I can't expect you to feel loved by constantly filling up and touching on you if that is not what you respond to. Yeah. I, yeah. I backwards. Agreed. So even though you said that's solely for you, that's exactly what I deal with. The person that I'm dating, his um, love language is um, words of affirmation, just words of being kind. And every once in a while, like I'll text him like, you know, have a great day. Yesterday was hard, but today's going to be a better day. You know, you're going to be all right. Everything's going to work out. And he like absolutely loves that. And he knows that mine is physical touch and um quality time so the like that's the exact same thing we do like i'm not gonna sit here and on him because that's not what he like he knows that's my thing but he likes to hear things that make him feel as though like okay you know i'm worthy of this or i'm i just feel good that makes me feel good mm, that's good yeah so we don't need it, George. Thank you. We appreciate it. We'll you. let you know when we need it. Good. Yeah. Right. yeah. We don't need it. But we appreciate Dom, Dom what's your love language? See how you, you know what? He's how, my, how you is, Hold on. I'll, I'll you get back with you after the phrase. Okay. Listen, George said he wasn't going to say nothing. George is like a, Bumblebee right I now. Told I told y'all. Yeah. George yep. is like Bumblebee right now. He's letting the radio be his voice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he acting up. Um, my love language is um acts of service. But as I <clears throat> excuse me, I was kind of listening to what you guys were saying. As I understand it, when you learn what your love language is, you're learning it for yourself, independent of relationship, to know right. how good. to be more intuitive with yourself and like what your needs are. Because a lot of these love languages can also transfer into uh, friendships. Platonic mm, friendship. Right. Um, yeah. And then there is supposed to be a fluidity and an acceptance for, um, or not even acceptance, but yeah, with acceptance for your partner's love language and room for like transformation of your primary love language. Mm -hmm. Like Chuck, you were saying the person you're with, like they can, you know, they pull something out of you and make you want to be more in one direction or the other. And that, mm -hmm. that quadrant of four love languages. That's um, and that's, I think that's how it's supposed to work. It's first for yourself and then for whoever you choose to, whoever you choose to love. That's excellent. I like that. You know, and I was going to say that because like having a sense of self really lets you understand yourself more because maybe you don't really understand all of your love languages. You mm -hmm. know, I think that sometimes you can be with someone, whether it's a friend 
or a partner that can help you understand what it is that you like so that you can understand on your own how you want to be loved you know what mm-hmm. I mean how you enjoy being loved I think it also I also I think it also brings into perspective um what is and what isn't love for you because experience and past traumas may put you in the mindset like okay going deep for a minute I am someone who has experienced sexual assault from a young age and for me growing up instead of shying away from um sexual activity it it put like a hyperdrive for me it made me even more curious and more promiscuous because I at that point for for me in my mind it was like I never want to be out of control again so I'm going to be the one to say when this happens how it happens like no one is ever going to have that control or put me in that position again so it I had to just in growing maturity additional experience it made me realize that I was searching for love in those areas because of the violation, mm-hmm. but it wasn't love at all. It was just me trying to regain a self, a sense of control that I lost and didn't have. So I think, okay. I think in, in defining it, it, it helps you learn what is and what isn't love for you. Mm, that's but good. you know what that that that's so thanks so much for sharing that chuck um i really appreciate you even sharing that um as a vulnerable thing that it is because like we talk about love languages but do we even know what true true love is for ourselves? you know like when you talk about that like what you just said chuck like that was heavy that was weighty that was like true you know what i mean I like uh, a lot of our love that we say, oh, I want to be affirmed comes from past trauma. Is it the real love? You know, like, so I feel like sometimes true love can birth, true love with someone can birth love that maybe you've never experienced before that you can Absolutely. experience with that person, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I, I just... Thanks so much for sharing that also. Um, yeah, thanks, Chuck. Um, Renata, what's your love language? Not <laughs> um, <laughs> <I> just laugh. <laughs> My love language is Miss Renata. Your daughter didn't follow me back. <laughs> I would love to choose one. I would love to choose one. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I feel like I've at some point in my life needed all of them, not necessarily at the same time, but mm. at different points in my life, different things mattered, right? Mm-hmm. So like as someone who has not been sexually active for multiple years, like I don't prefer physical touch because it could lead to more than I would want it to. So it's more like words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts. It just depends. Um, There are times where it has been physical touch. There are times where it's 
just been acts of service. So it's evolved over time. I would say one that might be constant is words of affirmation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like so, yeah, yeah. you got seasonal love languages, we're not. <laughs> I'll take the, I I'll guess take the words of too. This boy be in my DM say I'm pretty. <laughs> this boy be in my DM <laughs> say I'm pretty. <laughs> Jody, did you share your love language? Uh no. <laughs> Girl. Um, so I'm my love language is is touch. And uh, as a, even, even with my friends, so this is a non-sexual touch. Like I have a lot, I'm an extrovert and I'm also a touchy feely person. So I have like introverted friends. So whenever I get in their space, I literally go sit like right next to them. So I'm touching them skin, skin, skin to skin. So people that's known me for like 10 years or more and like other people may walk up or like, why is she so close? And she's like, this is just, this is just how she loves me. So like, for me, I need touch. Like that's a thing for me. Um, and I think that affirm- words of affirmation, I've learned about myself. I never thought that it was, because sometimes we believe things we think about ourselves, but we don't know if they're really true until we are, it applies. Mm-hmm. And I never thought that I needed words of affirmation until I realized I do need words of affirmation. um and I think that 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 came from things that I had experienced in life um even stemming from my divorce I realize now in my my post-divorce life of dating is that a part of my healing process has been you know words of of affirming um or just affirmation in that sense um regardless of what I want to do for my person or whoever I'm dating or going to be with, how I receive love is, is touch and affirmation. Um, everything else is a bonus. You give me gifts. I would be happy, but I also want to spend quality time. I think, I think my top three are touch words of affirmation and quality time. Mm-hmm. The person like, so the person, the guy that I'm dating right now, he is, he is physical touch. Um, he is quality time. Um, he doesn't need words of affirmation, but I am an affirmer either way. Um, so I feel like it's, it's more elevated when you both somewhat have the same language, uh, that you both can speak to each other because you know what it is. You want the same thing that they want. And I, you know, for me, that's, it's a bonus. So okay mine is words from affirmation words of affirmation um do you you have like a a two or a three um, i'm not really i mean i like i like to touch but it's not like it doesn't you know get me go Mm, i'm not gonna say it doesn't get me going because it does (laughs) but well i mean like like are you a like a hugger like so like when i when i see you for me like touches everything like you know putting my hand on your shoulder or just touching your arm or just like no okay mm -mm. words of affirmation and and maybe like quality what is it what 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 are they again (laughs) so they're physical touch words of affirmation acts of service 
um, quality time and gift, gift giving. Yeah. So words of affirmation and quality time for me. I think I have, I think, I feel like there needs to be, a, um, and this might be acts of service, but I'm going to give it a cap, like a, an asterisk to give it a caveat. I feel like effort should be a, um, a uh, love language because for me, effort gets me going. Having been in a relationship where there was just no effort, like once we were in the relationship and then there was just no effort to keep me, like I got you, now I got you, you know? I ain't gotta do nothing, I ain't gotta have to woo you. You here, you not going nowhere. Like effort is a big, is a big thing for me. Mm. That's a big thing for me. You wanna see me excited? You wanna see me beam like a butterfly? That's it. Effort is what's gonna lead, lead me to the physical touch. Mm. <laughs> I'm still like, you know what's funny? It's that I was having a conversation with a friend of mine today, and she was talking about the guy she was with, and I'm talking about the guy I was with. And the guy that she's with, she's That's not the same guy, is it? No, she's um, that would be a pickle, wouldn't it? wasn't it though <laughs> uh, it's it's funny how the situations that we possibly have accepted in the past as normal tra- yeah. can translate differently when we are receiving the things that we deserve or that we should be getting um and so like we were talking today about a guy and how he's been constantly in and out but the words that were said to me was, I know what, I already know what it is. I'm just used to it. I'm, you know, I'll accept it or whatever. Oh, so and, she's willing to settle. Got it. And so when I was talking, she, she'd asked about the guy that I was seeing. And, you know, respectfully in the moment, I said, you know, I got to say, um, he, he calls me. He texts me. He asks me if I want to go to the movies. He wants to see me like, like energy, like, uh, you know what I mean? So it's almost like it's different because it's like sometimes when you like, and I got to admit, like, (laughs) sometimes you can be self-sabotaging because in your mind, you're like, you, you mess with me, right? This is not real. You've experienced such trash that sometimes you can sabotage the thing that's good that comes into your life and not just stop and enjoy it. So, you know, like, so I, and, and I was just, I was just saying that I'm, I'm grateful for it and I'm just enjoying the ride, of course. Um, but, but yeah, like I, I hear you Chuck on the whole energy part of like experiencing someone that actually is putting forth the effort into where you are you know what I mean showing interest or just at that level that where they're emotionally open for um to have someone be involved in their life super facts yeah super super facts but wait can I just can I just transition this conversation real quick because I just I just wanted to throw it out there 
that George said it would be hard to take up two hours and we're already <laughs> an hour in and the right. conversation is flowing and we are getting good points across. Don't do that. Don't do that. Why are we? Why? We're just going to post our own Zoom. How about He's that? Because we proved the doubters wrong. Uh -huh. All right. You're st we're still writing. <laughs> you but I feel like I feel like we should, you know, I think it's imperative that women sit and discuss relationships together, you know, because everybody has a different view from how we were raised and how we perceive things. And you know what I mean? Like successful relationships or not. And people that are like 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 Ty, people that are actually in relationships that are happy, you know, and thriving. I think that it's important for us to come together and, and talk about it together so we can learn from each other and even sharpen each other and even give each other moments to share things that maybe we need to share you know yeah I agree because I'm still learning um we almost five years in and you know there's still things I lack there's still things I don't know so and but but I but and, and I think that that's essential because I feel like any part of of any maintenance of anything requires you to communicate what's happening you know that's the only way to really keep things together is just to talk about it um yeah. you know and I think that that's you know I made it 11 <laughs> I made it 11 years <laughs> um so I, I just think that's why, like, for me, I'm a big proponent of relationships. You know, I like to talk about relationships. I like to talk about things, that, you know, what keeps it going. Because, you know, my parents got divorced after 35 years, 35 mm -hmm. years, and they got divorced. And my dad is now remarried, but he's absolutely happy. He's so happy. And I'm happy for him. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm divorced and wanting to get into another successful or get into a successful relationship with someone. So I'm always pulling on what should I do, you know? And I will admit that the fear of failure can sometimes cripple me, you know? Uh, when I... <laughs> when I it's it's like when I'm having a moment where I'm anxious about oh my god what do I do oh my god I don't want to you know it's like the fear the crippling fear can cause me to not um thrive in a situation because now you're just walking in fear and not in yourself and not in peace and not in the love of God so you know and that's why I was saying and I don't mean to take up all the time but I'm just saying like having conversations about relationships um, are essential to me because I yearn to have a successful one going forward. Um, Jody, we're gonna get you a podcast, okay? So that you could talk about all the relationships, tips, <laughs> tricks <laughs> that you want. Not tips and tricks. <laughs> why why don't you have a podcast? I can see you in that in that lane. Can you uh, yeah, I, I, oh, podcast. I only like I'll share whatever I feel like I want to share, but I've never thought, you know, I don't know. It's like you know, I I don't I don't I don't know. I'd have to think about it. 
I, I, I guess I express in different ways. If I'm expressing in a moment where I'm talking, you know, have things I want to talk about for single people, or if I have divorce conversations or married conversations or conversations about whatever, I'll post it. Mm-hmm. That's a thought. I'm enjoying you ladies tonight, though. Wait, we can't hear you, Chuck. Can you hear me now? Yes. Good. It's like an old Verizon commercial. Got to make sure you can hear me. Um, so we've already, we've definitely had a great time talking about the sex and love aspect, but we got to get to the, to the cash and the drugs. And y'all, I got the drugs. All right. So I was telling you ladies earlier that I read a, um, I read an article that says women are now smoking more marijuana than men. And I thought the response to it was very funny for the listeners listening in. Uh, we were just talking about it before we hit record. And somebody said, it's because of the men's that the women, <laughs> <laughs> that the women are smoking more. But I want to know how y'all feel about it. Is it just because, because of the men? Is it because of work? Is it because life is lifing? Is it because as millennials, we have lived through two recessions, a war or two or three or four? You know, we've lived through Donald Trump. We've lived through, you know, a whole pandemic and quarantine. Like, what What do you think, what do you think is leading women specifically more to um, smoking weed or just other things to not feel? Okay, can I, Sister Soldier checking in. It's always the men. <laughs> it's always the men. <laughs> always the nigga. That's number one. The economic status of our country, the men. the wage gap the men relationship (laughs) issues the men (laughs) grocery prices farming industry the men it's always the (laughs) The cost of eggs the men and ronnie's it's always the niggas always the niggas (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's definitely I don't know if, 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 um, I don't know if I'm speaking to the statistics, but I know that obviously weed smoking is more universally accepted. Um, it's definitely legal in some States. Isn't it legal in New York? I mean, yes. So when they going to free all of those people who are still on Rikers Island and in jail for first offenses, having weed, when they get out now, when are y'all going to vacate and, you know, eradicate those, uh, those charges and those, those records and seal those records because don't make money off of it now. And you still got niggas still in jail years later. And they making bank. What? Bank. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. every well, amount every- of weed is not even crazy. Bro, they got, they got weed shops. Like they got bodegas here. <laughs> Dang. Everything's an exotic this, the ock, the ock exotic, cannabis this, weed that. Oh, Somebody just oatmeal, oatmeal cream pies um, with weed in them. <laughs> Wait, you make those chunks? You do that? <laughs> wow. First of all, the excitement <laughs> in voices is No, no, no. General questions. Just general questions. Words. <laughs> so, so I, Chuck. You... So here's, here's the thing with that. I, I have the option to do that, right? But the name of my company is called Greedy Kids and I will not do anything involving drugs or any type of drug paraphernalia with my son's name attached to it. I feel you. So if you want some greedy moms, like some greedy groans, <laughs> that's a different There you situation. go. That highway is wide open. 
Or you I could just know. be like greedy niggas. <laughs> I don't, I don't, imagine, imagine a white person coming up to me talking about, oh, can I order some greedy niggas? Absolutely not. Yeah. Yo. We're not gonna do that. What did you say? What did you call me? Right. <laughs> like I and see, I'm already like people already think I'm racist. I'm com- I'm convinced they do because I check white people on everything. White tears don't bother me. I I whatever. I <laughs> I I have a thing about that. But um I uh uh-uh. nope, I'm not gonna even set myself up like that. Greedy yeah. niggas. Uh, it'll be greedy groans. It's a play on groans because marijuana is grown and also it's for grown people. But I'm from there you go. There you also, go. <laughs> that also covers the, the cash aspect of our conversation too, because a nigga would be making bang. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you do you ladies think that that's the only reason why ladies aren't smoking marijuana? Nah. It's just it's just the niggas. No, I think, no. Like, I think niggas is at the top. But I, oh. I think life is life, and it's it's like Chuck was saying. We just pandemic. We finally finally able to breathe, mm-hmm. and it's just you it know, was a man who ate a bat. Mm-hmm. It's the nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I think I think um, I think people are so so stuck on weed having been stigmatized. I don't think they look at the um the the helping aspects of it and how how beneficial it can be as far as relaxation as far as dealing with pain you know um a lot of people incorporate weed into their self-care their self-love and their self-care um regimens that's one of the craziest parts of social stigmas because there's been research that like Mm -hmm. actual facts they don't need like to not argue the like brain development and impact it's had but like if you know socially in society say like if you do this then you are that most people are unwilling to even look at the research to say like nah it's terrible I mean and we're all from church so that that's a whole nother layer of there's a, mm-hmm. another social culture to add on top of it so speaking as some speaking as uh, someone who's grown up in church speaking as a PK Speaking as a licensed and ordained reverend myself, I don't give a flying F what these niggas think in church. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. Don't. Because the reality is, is that none of y'all niggas have a hell or heaven to put me in. That's the first thing. Second of all, that, huh? No, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, yeah. Second, (laughs) second, that is me smoking weed or, or rolling a blunt does not determine my relationship with God. That's just not how that works. Because niggas is out here killing people. What's the nigga named Ted Bundy? Or was that the was that the attractive the attractive white man everybody found so charming, but he kept killing people and then came to came to Christ while he was in jail? Like mm-hmm. don't forget Jim Jones. Drink the juice. That's oh oh my stupid self. Thought you was talking about dipset. No, no. <laughs> No, both they both claim relationships with Christ. This is what I'm saying. So, like, y'all y'all niggas can't even talk about sex, but y'all got twelve kids. Oh. You worried about you? You worried about me lighting a blunt? Listen, mm. excuse me for the trustee, the deaconess, the mm. evangelist. Do you know? Do you know how many of these old people smoke weed for their glaucoma? And it's medically prescribed. 
If y'all niggas don't kick rocks and go somewhere, worry worry about why y'all ain't got no behinds in the seats and y'all and y'all pews is empty. First of all, everybody has. I don't care what nobody says. Every single person has at least, if they haven't come in contact, they have at least smoked once or caught a contact. Well, mm, caught a contact <laughs> high. No people who smoke. Right. Oh, I've never, I've never smoked. I'm, I'm, I've only been walking through or caught a, or just been in the vicinity. Jody, you are Jamaican. How? I always. <laughs> that's the biggest stereotype ever in life. Some stere- there, there's truth in stereotypes. I mean, yeah, not all I, of them are accurate, but I mean, no, I've never smoked ever. Okay, well, I'm gonna change that, Jody. No, <laughs> not- <laughs> like I'm just like I'm just like. i'm just playing never got the opportunity and now more paranoid about trying it at this age than anything else well don't get the um the dime bags for the from the dude on the corner you gotta go to I get the real joints. We are not we are not getting paid for this endorsement, but if you are ever in Vegas or Phoenix, go to Reef Dispensaries. If you've got options. Also, if you're <laughs> in in Los Angeles, you could go to a spot in Koreatown. I can send you the information, Jody. It's, okay. it's a thing. Good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> See, we we are multifaceted here in this here girl chat. <laughs> we can cover all the topics. <laughs> We can cover all the topics. Let me ask. Let me ask this question to the group. And this, you can totally choose to not respond if you don't want to. Um, have you tried anything besides weed? Because I know for me, I'm. I've just never had the courage, nor have I had the desire to want to try anything past that. M- maybe like shrooms are one thing, but like the heavier stuff, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't do party drugs. I always said that if Laura was going to shorten my life and like tell me about it, mm-hmm. I would try crack to figure out like what, what? what about this like took over a nation? <laughs> What's so great about this little thing? <laughs> 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 Why is it? I, was, I mean, like a decade worth of folks went crazy for this. What did you got? It was, it was the disclaimer beforehand though. If the Lord wanted to shorten my life, Right. Hey, like, what? That's uh, the best part of this. You know, you know, Renata leaving. She left on that note. But Dom, you know, Whitney said crack is whack. Crack is cheap. Crack is cheap. He said make much money to be smoking no crack. You need to co- smoke cocaine. <laughs> well, I posed I posed a question in the group chat one time. If you were in that era, would you do a line of coke i mean you know patrick had said like you know the musicians was the best and at the height of their career and it was on coke yeah. i think i would have been in studio 54 getting busy with rick james yo. i'm not gonna lie listen going up my nose just don't sit right with me you feel can me you, like, I, can I, you feel like you can Let's come unto Jesus. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Wow. What is this? Somebody probably on crack. I like that. I like that. You need to get up. Oh, 
You know, the fact I'm not saying crack's ideal. I'm just saying it's it was very powerful in our culture. You have to admit that they took a lot of niggas out of here. I'm you know, you're right. Especially New Haven on Dixwell Avenue with no teeth and seeing her running asking for twenty dollars at the corner. No. I mean it was it's a whole terrible. No, but okay, so there gotta so be something to it. Now, now it's the opioids, like the oxy, the uh, the capex, and all of that. So here's the thing: I had I had surgery on my knee a couple years ago, right? And they gave me oxycodone post surgery. I took one, and I vowed to never take it again. I don't ever want to be that high. Mm. I don't ever, yo. I felt like I was floating and falling at the same time. Oh God, no! Ooh. Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. with the dosage that they gave me, I never. I I. That's why I can't. I, mm-mm. Anything stronger than weed, it's not for me. I am stuck on Brand Aid bands because Brand because Band Aid stuck on me. Nah, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> I can't. That's do crazy, Chuck. I'm, I'm, I'm wild scared. I, I am one of the realest niggas y'all will ever know, but I am <laughs> dumb scared of getting that high, yo. Like, never, never again. Never again. Nah. That's what, I feel you. I, I haven't d- done any drugs, like, I mean, besides weed or whatever, but I think, I, I, I just think in my mind, I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna die. Like it's just it's just gonna be my time. Like yeah. I don't know why, but <laughs> no, I just seriously. think like like God is like, yo, you should have never did that. And now I gotta take you out. And plus, addiction runs heavy in my family. So I seen, uh, I yeah. seen why not talk so aggressive, Ty? I you should never did it. Now I gotta take you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now you gotta die. I no. just think that I'm like, yo, is this gonna be yeah. my time? You know how like people shoot up and then they die like that that one time. Yeah, that one time. Like, if mm-hmm. I take anything, even with weed, like I never even been a fan of weed because I don't. Maybe I'm. I wasn't doing it right. I have no idea. Like, but it just never. I just never liked it. I never enjoyed it. No, now you give me some, you know, some wine or something. I'm good, you know. But um, I don't Wait, know. No, I don't Wait, I'm what? terrified to eat edible. Absolutely Yo, terrified. Have y'all ever seen? Did y'all did y'all watch Insecure when it was on TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that episode when they all took Molly. No problem. Oh. When they went to Coachella. Oh my god! Oh yeah. And Kelly peed on herself. Like I feel so, like that would be me, and I'd be mortified. So I feel like if I were to try, I feel like I'd be. Yeah, I, it scares me. Like for my fortieth, I had went down to Fort Lauderdale to like do my photo shoot and get my makeup done at this like salon suite right so sitting in the chair mind you I've never smoked weed before I never had an edible nothing I've never done nothing so I'm sitting in the chair and this girl's got this basket that she's walking around to all the suites she was like oh I've got cookies I've got she's got these little long runts on this thing 
And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. These cookies were like as big as my head. They were huge. So I hadn't eaten all day because we were trying to get my outfit together, do my hair, and finally I'm getting my makeup done. So I'm sitting there and I was like, yo, how much are you cookies? She was like, oh, it's $10. I was like, damn, that's expensive. I was like, let me get a cookie because I was mad hungry. So the girl, (laughs) the girl that's doing my hair, the girl was like, turned around while she was trying to get the cookies out. And she was like, yeah, and I tried and I gave this to her. And she, you know, she blinked out and she got high. And I said, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm sorry. What kind of cookies are these? And so the girl doing my face, she goes, you know, it's got, it's got weed in it. Right. And I was like, no, I did not. Mind you, the girl was putting the cookie in my hand. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you asked me. Cause the girl was like, yeah, you would have got your face done and you would have been sitting on my couch for the next four hours, missed your photo shoot and you would have been pissed off. And you would have just had edibles for the first time and not even know it and be freaking out, running in the streets, mm-hmm. taking my clothes off or something. <laughs> I mean, like I got scared just in that moment. Like y'all need to really advertise a little bit. Well, Jody is contingent upon. <laughs> George, please. George, please. I can't. I can't either. I can't. But again, like what I was about to say, Jody, it depends on if you are um ingesting indica, sativa, or a hybrid, because one is a downer, one is the opposite. And you know, it 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 really depends. You might not be running in the street taking off your clothes. You might lay down and go to sleep. Yeah, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And now, honestly, though, I will say this. So my friend went to Colorado to, she had never done it. So she and her, a couple of her friends went to Colorado for a couple of days. And on the agenda was going to like a dispensary, picking out something and they were going to try it, whatever. So homegirl, they all went back to the hotel room and homegirl took whatever strand or whatever thing she bought, whatever. And she sat there. Mind you, her dad has not been in her life. He just came back in her life like a year prior. And she said, why was she like sending her dad L's, like just letter L's, like texting it, like 30 L's. And she said she was sitting, they went to a restaurant and she felt like she was floating. And she said she was just so paranoid. And I was just like, yeah. Nah, but she said that she took a different type of strand. And I think that a few days later, she tried something else and it was better. I think that if I decide to, I want to go with someone that knows about it. And I want to take a few days off so I can experience it, get back to normal and then get back to work. That's that's how I want to do it. So, okay. (laughs) So we're talking about drugs, right? We're talking about smoking is... What is hookah? Is that a drug? No, huh? hookah, hookah yeah, is. Hookah, hookah can be a drug because it can be mixed with weed, but hookah is um, it's like shisha, it's, it's tobacco sometimes. Oh. Um, it, it's pretty much it's pretty much tobacco in another form, with um coal at the top. You you, you um have hot Yo. coals, lit coals at the top. Mm. I heard, Yo, but it's, it's pulled through a water pipe. So yeah, niggas, heard- niggas is just smoking Newports in a fancy way, right? But, but the Newports, that- 
but they can taste like grape, mango, grape, got it. Like you got options. But I heard shisha was worse than cigarettes. Um, I mean, it depends on your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. It's, it's really contingent upon your lungs, you know, what what you're what you're capable of uh, enduring. Sometimes lung your lungs can handle it, and other times they can't. Yeah. But um, hookah's the thing. Speak speaking of hookah. Since it's a ladies' night, right? I saw something on Instagram where y'all know who Saucy Santana is, right? Yeah. He said he don't want to see no men smoking <laughs> no hookahs and filming themselves. <laughs> and I agree with him. I, I, I see so many men smoking hookahs and recording themselves all the time, and they're not sassy men. At least, yo. Not. And then they got like you are recording their... yourself smoking a hookah. You're sassy. And Sis. they got their eyes, they got the squint in the eyes and they look they, they, They're acting hella light-skinned, even when they mm-hmm. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny? A lot of Jamaican men be smoking hookah and recording themselves smoking hookah. Like, it's a it's a thing down here. I don't know. Like, everybody... Like, hookah is everywhere. Like, when you go out maybe at night or whatever, everything comes with, oh, we got hookah. It's like a bonus. Jody, you mean smoke hookah and record himself? Nah, you're defending this. <laughs> nah. No, my man, my man smokes cigars. He smokes top of the line. Ooh, a classy man. Okay. Oh, so his so his lungs are like nine times charred because possibly. Y'all agree. He's a, he's a classy. <laughs> he's a classy man. Yeah, not a sassy man, a classy man. All right, Mr. Classy, I'm a classy man. That's right. So, so. Part, part, of, part of ladies' night, everybody, is having to deal with children. And um, oh, yeah. yeah. My two-year-old, I, I am currently baking as I'm talking with you ladies. And he just decided to unroll my parchment paper and run around the house with it like it's a cape. Very nice. Mm. I'm so, gonna preface the show by saying we got kids, yeah. <laughs> we got kids. so if you just hear a random crash in my background, <laughs> no one died. We, we got kids. Matter of fact, I need to make sure my big kid is in bed because he be he be he be sneaking out. My son we just came out and asked me Amen. while while I'm I, on the show. See me got the phone, and <laughs> he's like, "Oh, can my friend come over?" I'm like, "When? <laughs> oh, 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 tomorrow." Can we discuss this tomorrow? Tomorrow, not sneaking out. I meant like you know it's your bedtime. Why are you still up in here watching TV? Listen, no, no, I'm just saying he was just interrupting. That's all. The older these kids get, the more they realize when they can they can distract you. Like Brandy will come in here and she'll look at me like, "Mommy, can they see me? Am I, <laughs> are you muted?" And then start talking to me like I am not doing a whole podcast right now. Right. That's hilarious. I just want to say parents do that too because anytime around on Mondays when I'm around my mother, she's that's when she she wants to talk to me. And I'm like, I know you see me interacting, saying which artist or which song. And you know I'm not talking to you. Why you <laughs> this is the time you want to tell me about what happened at the church? I'm not interested right now. I'm trying to get through these brackets, bro. <laughs> well, since we're here, I know this wasn't on the agenda, but children right kids we all have children so 
do you see yourself and your kids? And if so, like, what, what is it? Like, what do you see in them? Mm. That reminds you of yourself. His face. She's her father. <laughs> Randy's her father. A hundred percent. God rest his soul. She looks, she's a light skinned version of him. She's an instigator like him. She is extremely goofy. She's her father. She ain't nothing like me. Oh, not like not no type of quality, Ronnie. Like I mean, smile. Oh, no. Now, Ronnie. Well, okay, what? What? <laughs> I have a temper like that. My got a temper too. We all, our whole family has temper, but I don't. I don't really see. Mm. Nick, help me up. Oh. Um. Yeah, I think it's mostly the temper. She really, she really does act just like her dad. It's rather frustrating, but um. <laughs> she can it's rather frustrated <laughs> she can do oof we have a serious conversation she's like oh, did you hear that you let her say that to you that is crazy I wouldn't stand for that oh, mommy did you hear I'm like Brittany <laughs> that's her father. you creating a fight you have no business that you you're not the whole way in stop <laughs> that is fun um, let's see with Brandy she can get a little she can get a little cold like Barney does she don't want to be bothered. Mm. That's really it. I know my two tempers for sure. Um, maybe it's a Moses theme because they look like me, but they act like their dad. They just play so much <laughs> all the time. They play all day. I had never seen a child jump out of bed both feet first. And just start roaring, both of them together. Now it's in <laughs> harmony. And did you say roaring? Roaring. You can't tell them they're not dinosaurs. Don't you dare try to tell them they're not dinosaurs. <laughs> I'm here that, for it. That's so cute. Oh. My I son is. Brandy wants to say hello. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Hey, Bo. Hi. Hi, Brandy. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Ladies Night on the Hello Beautiful People podcast. The ladies. Hi, Brandy. (laughs) (laughs) My son is definitely like his father. A lot of ways like his father. Um, But also I feel like his father and I are silly. So he's got both of us. But he's like me in the sense of he's very touchy-feely his dad is not a pda or touchy-feely person at all my son oh he's kissing me on my face he's kissing me on my elbow he's hugging me he's he just like mommy you gotta cut can i get a kiss like he's just like a touchy touchy lovey mommy's boy and um some people say he's got my eyes like around his eye area um, I, I don't know. I don't really see it. I think he looks like his father. Um, but as far as like school wise, like, I feel like he's got my school mentality, like being in school, like how he is in school. So I can see some of myself in him in a lot of ways. Pam's personality is still very much developing. He's still trying to figure out, you know, what's what, what, but what um buttons he can fresh no cookies son 
this he's also going to keep asking me for a cookie um he's going to see how far he can go i think as a boy he just is going to challenge me no matter what it's just in him but um i mean he looks exactly like me he has facial expressions that um remind me of his dad and it's so more time Yo, I love when people call their kids bro and sis. That is so funny to me. <laughs> I say that so much. Um, I'd be like, bro. Because at the end of the day, that's still my little nigga though. Like, he's one of the <laughs> coolest. He's such to only be two, his outlook on life, the way he responds to stuff, he's super sarcastic. Like his dad and I are sort of similar. Like we're both very sarcastic. We we don't take a lot seriously. We can make a joke out of anything. He's, and even at two, he's already that person. My mother did something the other day that he didn't approve of. And he was like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> bro, <laughs> where, where did you even, where'd you even learn that? <laughs> Who right. taught you that? And that he's, he's he understands comedic timing it's so weird for him to be too but still be so advanced he's emotionally intelligent he recognizes how other people are feeling and will either mirror it or if they're sad he'll come over and like rub your arm or just give you a hug he's super perceptive and intuitive at too so i mean i mean i, I guess he, he kid is literally the best parts of both of us so, I mean, yeah, no complaints out of me about this little dude, except when he's harassing me about cookies while I'm making them because you can't get high on your own supply, son. Chill out. <laughs> how am I supposed lessons. to make money? Love it. Right. How am I supposed to make money if you're eating the product? Well, I think my son, he, I think a lot of people say he looks like me. I, I honestly think he looks like his father a lot. Um, maybe because I see him every day, so I can't really tell. I don't know, but he doesn't, he's not like me. Like he's totally different and I love it. I love the fact that he doesn't have, um, you know, being a hothead and like those qualities. I'm glad that he doesn't have, like, he's a peacemaker. He's I, like, he's very loving, like. I'm very loving. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, he's the same way, but he's so mild mannered. Like he's super chill, um, super cool guy. Um, and yeah, back soon. For that show, because this little nigga has none. <laughs> <laughs> but I think my daughter. I mean, she's about to be one, but. I see, I see myself and her like all day. Like she, oh my God. She just, it's just so funny to watch because, you know, I don't, I don't have a daughter, <laughs> but it, it's funny to see a girl version of myself. Like I've seen my son my whole life. I mean, his whole life now seeing a little girl with similar and like, of course, she's still developing, but I can see myself in her. And it's like, yo, she's so cute. She might be a problem. No, oh, my God. She crying. She's so, she's so cute. 
No, she is. Thank you. <laughs> what he's going to start when he gets older, if he's going to be, like, if he's going to, you know, I can always instill in him how to speak to and how to approach young ladies. But, you know, kids are different around their friends and when they're not around you, right? So I always wonder, like, what is he going to, what is his social media presence going to be like when he gets older? Is he going to act light-skinned? Is he going to be, like, biting his lip and doing low eyes and sending terrible pickup lines to girls? Like, <laughs> these are the things I wonder about my child. You can't eat that. These are the things I wonder, like, what are you going to be like? What are you going to grow into? I hope he remains emotionally intelligent and, you know, conscious of boundaries and things and you know, how to handle situations. But I just hope he doesn't act light-skinned. That's it. I already have a thought in my mind that Abby and Alex are going to jump me. They're going to have a YouTube channel. And they're going to be pulling pranks on me. <laughs> Left and right. So did, you just, did you just say they're going to jump you? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> on their YouTube channel at that. Oh. <laughs> so you're going to be made a spectacle of. Mm-hmm. You know those, like, those siblings that are like, they torment their mothers? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I just I see it because Abby's like I, I see her now like Alex let's play a prank on mommy I'm like play a prank first of all first of all <laughs> you have no idea where supplies are <laughs> your creativity is very limited at this point at this point but one day one day they're gonna fix me you're not prepared I'm just be like good job guys great teamwork <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing right I want to have more kids. I got I to gotta get a new husband first. But um, I want to have more kids, right? But I feel like my kids should never try to play with me like that. Because I grew up with Kevin McAllister as a guide and as a mentor. You can't out-prank me. When I had Kevin McAllister, for anybody who doesn't catch the reference, it's Home Alone. It's, mm -hmm. um, I had Kevin McAllister as a mentor. Like... I will set up paint cans hanging off of the um, <laughs> off the stairwell and hit you with a pipe and make sure I put a carpet over a hole in the floor so you fall through to the bottom. Oh my and connect, god! And connect the battery pack to a washing machine and have you screaming like Marvin in the basement. Like <laughs> you don't want you don't want the smoke. You don't want the smoke. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Let's see. So we've covered the we've covered the sex, we've covered the drugs, we've covered the cash. Y'all got any money making tips? Any additional money making tips? Any y'all know about any jobs that people may be looking for? Work remote or Wait, can I, office? Can I ask another question about cash though? Um, we ahead. were talking about we were talking about family, well, children and talking about partners and wellness. I'm wondering like what are you guys i'd imagine everybody coming out of the pandemic that since we all made it had to like readjust some things in our mind about like sustainability and how to make it to the next day so what are some of the things that you guys do for yourself to balance all of those 
those dynamics, all those all those hats mm-hmm. in your like because the professional career I'd imagine is like roped into that too. Yeah. Smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> and fiend. <laughs> Absolutely. Hold on, son. Now, um, I am a big list writer. I don't know if you guys remember this from months ago. I figure everything out with lists. Lists work for me. I don't know why. They just do. Um, whether I'm weighing out options, whether I'm making a to-do list, um. Yeah, they just they just work. Writing things down, organizing things, and then now executing those things in the order in which I wrote them is a very different situation. But writing them down helps me <laughs> figure out what everything is and how I'm supposed to do it. Mm. So that's that's what works for me. That's real for me. I got way more intentional about like carving out time to rest. Um, cause I realized my productivity, my, the juggling I was trying to do, I really wasn't doing, you have, like you ever realized that you're busy, but you're not really getting anything done. Mm-hmm. You're busy doing nothing. <laughs> Found out that was, that was like my MO for a while. So I, um, and when I say rest, I don't necessarily mean always like taking a nap or the, you know, the, our self-care, however that looks. I just, sometimes just be like, look up and just stop typing or put your phone down for 10 minutes to just like close your eyes and I don't know and and go somewhere daydream or something like that but I for me sorry I'm also eating guys sorry for me um I can't get anything I'm a list person also Chuck I can't get anything on my list done if my mind is like all over the place so rest is my is my tool I'll let you know when I get there because I don't know what that is just yet. Not with a two-year-old. I haven't I haven't learned that. I'm always oh listen getting to something. No, I I get it because you know Alex is two, Abby's five. I literally like I have to. There's so much control I had to release to be like you know what they just gonna tear this place up. But <laughs> I'm not even I'm not gonna be able to put it back together if I don't take ten minutes to just like breathe for a second yeah. and I'll I'll come back and like figure it out because if I try to plow through I'm gonna be frustrated I'm not gonna be productive the house is still gonna be a mess at the end of the night and then everybody loses so yeah. it's not easy I'm not saying it that it's like some and it just it just shows up on its own or that's something that I can get to with any ease I, like that's what I was saying I had to be really intentional about it to mm-hmm. say like you gotta stop for a second not for long, but you just got to stop for a second so you can keep going. Yeah. I think for me, coming out of the, the pandemic and learning that the job that I had, I just felt like I was just a number. I felt like, you know, working through the whole entire pandemic and for people not to really see your worth and, and who you are, uh-huh. that bothers me. And I couldn't do it no more. You know, I was in the, in this role for a, a very long time and they wasn't trying to pay me and, but they wanted me to do management duties, but I don't have a title nor the pay. So I got to yes. go. And I, I left 
And I, um, I just feel like, you know, knowing your worth is very important because I felt like I was in this job because I knew it front and back. I was very comfortable, you know, it was easy mm-hmm. and I just needed a more challenge. So I just, you know, I, I wanted to challenge myself and do something that I might not necessarily might've picked. And I did. And oh boy, is it challenging? Yes, it is. But I feel like I'm getting something out of it. I'm I'm learning, I'm growing. And um the challenge is is exciting. It's scary, it's foreign, but it's it's exciting. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. But so so let me ask a question. Did you did you find something better? I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. That's great. That's absolutely wonderful. I'm 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 still looking, but that's also um while I'm getting this baking on because I'm I, I think I'm like a, a hustler and a grinder by nature. I don't know how not to. Um part of that just comes from previous relationship experience, seeing my mom do it, seeing the women in my family do it. So it's just like second nature. Okay, this is what I'm supposed to do because, you know, they did it. This is the example I've had all my life. But um, girl, I'm still looking. The pandemic was very weird for me because I was experiencing a new life transition. I was pregnant during the pandemic, couldn't be around family and friends. I was also living in another state. So Mm -hmm. um, trying that whole self-care and managing, I, I, I was taking it one day at a time. Y'all gonna get what I'm giving, and that's about it. That's that's see. Really this is where we needed. It's where we need Renata to, about the soft life. She's right. She's a soft life expert. Queen of the soft life, for real, for real. Renata's like figured it out. She really has. But um, I think what are we? Okay. Now I was asking what what was it that we were answering. Dom, you want to go ahead and reiterate your question for Jody? Yeah, I'm sure. I was just kind of tying in the sex drugs with the, the sex and drugs with the cash to say, <laughs> well, all the different hats. So we talked about relationship. We talked about love. We talked about lust. We talked about drugs. Um, and then I was going into like talking, you know, asking about professional careers. Like, how do you, what's, what's been your tool of choice to like balance everything? Chuck said lists. I said, I've been Real intentionable, yeah, intentionable. They're just words, Dominique. I've been real intentional about rest. Mm, that's good. Honestly, was I, I forgot what ties. I'm sorry, Ty. Just that quick. I forgot too. Um, <laughs> stop. Oh, your job. Yeah, you know, you, you like, you like, you moved from what place that wasn't serving you and went to a yes. job. Yes. <laughs> You know, honestly, if I'm being very honest, I feel like I'm still figuring it out. Um, one of my go-tos now is, you, you know, well, yeah. So one of my go-tos now is making sure that when I wake up in the morning, um, I'm intentional about spending time with God, even if it's for a moment, you know, at least um, uh, getting a, a scripture in for the moment and quieting my heart and just kind of being intentional about Jody 
um, one of the things that I realized throughout my life is that I was, I never learned how to understand who I was or what I want, what I would prefer, what I like. And I never learned that. I, I got married so young and had to quickly figure out, oh, well, I'm married. And I had no clue what that meant. So I think recently it was, it's more about taking time for me, um, taking time to be quiet, because um, I'm naturally an extrovert. I'm naturally social. I'm naturally wanting to be around people, but just trying to be very intentional about my quiet time, about refilling myself, about being vigilant about my life, making sure that things are not falling by the wayside because, you know, I am my breadwinner at the time right now. And so, you know, making sure spiritually I'm sure on, on and at peace at where I am. So those things for me are essential. You know, I was listening to this person was talking about, you know, tying in relationships. He was talking about relationships and he was like, you know, if you meet someone and things are going great, that's great. Um, but you never want to depend on them to maintain. You still have to have your own legs underneath you. Um, you don't want to depend on that particular situation. If they were to somewhat walk away, you still have your own legs. You still have the, that you can still get up and walk afterwards. Um, and I think it's just me developing a sense of just me um, and just being sure of where I am in life, what I want, how I feel about it, and just knowing who I am as a, as a woman, as a person, you know, sometimes when I think about it, I feel like I'm a late bloomer. Sometimes I feel like, man, you should have known this a long time ago, but I, but I didn't, you know, I feel like now is when my journey is showing me a sense of myself, you know, what do I want? What do I prefer? What, what do I, you know, what I should be doing, you know, how I should be, you know? And so, yeah, that's kind of where I am on that. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but jo um, but George mentioned that we should really talk about our pages before we go. Yeah, what y'all got going on? What's the um Chuck? I know you got something going on that you're actually literally doing now. <laughs> Ronnie, I know you got your store. Oh yeah, sorry, I'm cleaning my kitchen. Um, I I had my um earrings, so you know each is coming up. I've been like telling people get your earrings for Easter. Don't wait till last minute because I'm not running around for nobody. <laughs> I'm not rushing to the post office to ship out nobody's orders. But yeah, my um www.sangella.com, and that yep. is Angela. Very Jamaican. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> um Ty, what you got going on? Man, I ain't got nothing going on. <laughs> you got anything going on. Uh what you got going on, Ryan? I'm in Dom. 
Man, I'm just raising these kids. That's, <laughs> that's all I got time for right now. And that's me. I'm, I'm gonna try something in a, a year or so, but we banded on the hatches over here. <laughs> but listen, it, what y'all want to go over to Jody Vids? Subscribe, like, share, funny video, J O D E E V I D S everywhere. You can find me social media. Find me on TikTok before they ban it. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely there too. So this was fun, you guys. Yes, this was. I love the topic. And we I were on for almost two hours. But just yeah. Two hours. Word. I I love you guys. I appreciated it. That this that was this was pretty dope. Love you too, Jody. Yes. Just next time we'll, you know, we'll get our special episode in the month of March for women's appreciation because at least at the top of march like you know crazy yes just start with us february we all black (laughs) miss february we all were miss march what sure do you even like us what's going on here we're clearly not i'm gonna i'm gonna shamelessly plug greedy kids we're having an easter sale right now get your homemade oatmeal cream pies your three six or a dozen pack of your mini oatmeal cream pies you can place your orders till april 5th 2023 at 3 p.m we are shipping across the united states of america that means all the states even the ones that are not connected get your orders in you can hit me at at g-r-e-e-d-y-k-y-d-s or just hit your girl up on instagram (laughs) at al charlie o-w-w-c-h-a-r-l-i-e ladies this has been amazing please make sure y'all give all your instagram handles so the people that are listening can follow and you know support your businesses too yeah that's right yeah i'm not doing anything but you can follow me if you'd like (laughs) (laughs) that's what you're doing loving you as well underscore la t down (laughs) <laughs> i like that yes i am t-y lisa t-e-e-y-l-i-s-a i do have a podcast i haven't done anything in a while um i'm in the same boat as dom i'm just raising these kids it's hard to to do the podcast it's 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 in my heart though just know it's in my heart um but we're coming back real soon outside the box podcast I just feel like I want to start singing out of the box. <laughs> um, you guys can follow me on Instagram. It's Ronnie, R-O-N-I-B, two zeros. And then my business page is Sangella Boutique. Yay. Well, make, sure you- make sure y'all follow. Make sure y'all buy. Make sure you tell your friends. Tell George, inundate him with comments and text messages about how dope ladies' night was and the thought-provoking, comical, entertaining conversations that we've had this evening. Yeah! So damn disrespectful. Disrespectful. Are you serious? But you know what? It's okay. This is good background music. I can't even believe it. It's good background music to sign out, saying goodbye, beautiful people. We want to thank the lovely ladies, Renata Del Carmen, who is at Ring with Renata, R-E-I-G-N. Yo, this song. George, George you got to chill. Yo, you really got to chill. At Rain with Renata, <laughs> at R-E-I-G-N with Renata, R-E-N-A-T-A, on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> we had a wonderful night, ladies. Thank you so much for such a great conversation, such a good time. <laughs> 
We are signing <laughs> off episode 139 saying good night, beautiful people. Good night, Jordan. Good night. Moore, Stay classy. Good, good night, night, guys. <laughs> All right, Tenderoni. <laughs>